The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones, what large buildings. And Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he. They will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my favorite New Yorker cartoons depicts Adam and Eve being expelled from the Garden of Eden. Adam turns to Eve and says, We are living in a time of great transition. After the last 18 months, we may relate to their experience. What time are we living in? A time when over 750,000 of our fellow citizens have died from COVID-19. Climate change, gun violence, systemic racism, the tone of political discourse, and the shared trust in representative democracy all beset us. If that were not enough, most churches are facing the challenges of aging and decline. We are beginning to realize that it is too late for going back to normal. Like Adam and Eve, the way is blocked behind us. It is closed off. We can only move forward focused on the work of being faithful, loving communities in the world in which we find ourselves stressed and divided and violent as it is. From whence cometh our help? Do ancient biblical texts so far removed from our own culture and ways of being have any relevance to our times? If so, what wisdom do they provide? What hope might we find in the promises of God? Among the great gifts of sharing in the three-year lectionary cycle of readings for the Lord's Day is hearing afresh and being invited into Jesus' life and teaching. We conclude our year of St. Mark today. Next Sunday is the Feast of Christ the King, the Gospel reading from John's Gospel. And then we begin year C with readings from the Gospel of St. Luke for Advent. 
So it is a good time to remember what St. Mark, as he has told us in his story of salvation, so urgently, so passionately pressed into our awareness over these last many weeks. It is a gospel especially for our time, for this time, that we do well to heed, remember, Mark is honest and sometimes graphically honest about the trials of discipleship. The way of Jesus is a stormy sea that involves risk and loss, fear and faith, and the laying down of false power to take up the way of the cross. Yet Jesus is always present, teaching, modeling, showing the way. St. Mark's community is the most persecuted of the four evangelists. They are in crisis and tumult. Writing probably shortly after the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD, the first hearers of Mark's gospel are being treated as troublemaking heretics, estranged from family members, seeing some of their brothers and sisters martyred. The urgent questions which inform the telling of Jesus' story. Why does salvation involve such pain? What does this suffering mean? Why bother staying faithful if it costs us so much? Is the way of Jesus really true, really worth it? So we come to this reading today from chapter 13, with all of that in the background and with Jesus nigh upon His passion days away. His final message is that when death and destruction and collapse seem to spread unchecked around you and you are tempted to give up and lose hope, do not be surprised, but be steadfast and clear-eyed about what time it is The reading for today regrounds us in how to be in a time such as ours. It has to do with the nature of the power of evil and the power of the cross. What might this exchange between the disciples and Jesus that we heard sound like to us in our own ways of speaking? One of, the, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones, what large buildings. The disciples are saying, Look, look teacher, how, how lucky Yahweh is to have us. We have the house for the Messiah. We have the law, the feasts, the sacrifices, the offerings. Now all we need is the Messiah himself. The stage is set. The people are ready. Our liberation and freedom is surely coming soon. When the Messiah comes in power and great glory, which is the only way He can come, the Romans will be struck down and will be finally, we will finally be the people of God that God has promised that we will be. We will be free, mighty, and strong. Then Israel will be made great again. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? 
Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. Jesus says people raised these stones and assembled these great walls. Other people can and will take down these same stones. Yes, you claim the law and sacrifices and offerings and think that in these is your salvation, that God will protect you in your corruption and arrogance and neglect of the poor. This is not the worship God intended. If you believe you can defeat the Romans, that God will fight on your side, then your arrogance is worse than I imagine. All of it will be destroyed. All of it. The Messiah is here before you, and you are doubting my way of self-giving love, the way of the cross. The prophets of violence will have their moment. and They will be defeated. They are always defeated. In the baptismal liturgy of the Book of Common Prayer, the candidates are asked, among other questions, do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? To renounce is to forsake, repudiate, disown. The Gospel requires the abandonment of the claims of the principalities and powers that the violence that the zealots advocated for in Jesus' time and up to the destruction of the temple, that very violence and domination are not the ways of God. It is not how the kingdom comes. When we are renouncing evil powers such as violence, we are tapping into the greatest power in the universe, which is nonviolent resistance. We do not ignore evil powers or dismiss them, seek to overcome them on our own. None of that is being awake in the way of which Jesus speaks. The whole of the Gospel of Mark can be read as a response to the movement of the zealots, to the question of the nature of true power in violence or nonviolence. Jesus repeats for emphasis his refutation of the way of power and domination over and over again throughout the Gospel of Mark. If any of you want to be great, be servant of all. If you want to be first, be last of all. Take up your cross and follow me. Lay down your life. Whoever gains life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for Christ's sake will find it. The earliest Christian creed was Jesus is Lord, which meant by implication that Caesar, who called himself Lord, is not. Jesus is here facing the great fears of all the times, of our time. The answer to fear is not domination of the other but a journey into our own souls, to the source of hope who is greater than fear and uncertainty and division. So therefore, with Christ as our guide and companion and our hope, 
Watch. Keep alert. Keep awake. Do good. Love one another. Serve one another. And trust the end of the age to God's way and time. Do not believe false claims and plans of peace and safety that come from domination and oppression. When all the fears of the day fall upon you and the prophets of doom harass you with small facts which are either lies or false hopes, do not let them move you. Live as you have been shown. Amen.